Hey guys, it's me, Nicole, again. Welcome back. Um, this is part two to the last podcast, so once again, trigger warning if you have any um, issues with assault or harassment or abuse, um, you may not want to listen to this one, but here we go. I'm recording this all the same day, so here I am with my Starbucks drink, um, but yeah, so we ended off with him calling me a whore after we broke up. And then he harassed me for months afterwards. It was actually terrible. I never told my mother about anything that is going on in this situation at this moment. Why? I was so worried that she would be angry at me for not saying something sooner. Which is very stupid, but she still doesn't know because of that reason. She'd be angry at me for not telling her that it was happening. So... I just didn't tell her I'm kind of living this lie and it kind of feels weird but um, I try to be open with my mom now or at least I'm more open than I was before but um, anyway so he harassed me for months he called me a whore and a slut and he blamed me for him being unhappy he threatened to kill himself he threatened to kill me he threatened to kill my family it was a whole ordeal and the thing is when someone tells you that you are the cause of their unhappiness that is manipulation and you should get the fuck out of there um him trying to kill himself or saying that he was going to kill himself or him blaming me for him turning to smoking and drinking after our breakup was him just trying to get me to talk to him to get me to stay there a little bit longer for me to feel guilty and now that i know that um i didn't at the time at the time it worked you know of course i he was my first quote-unquote love of course I'm gonna be there for him if he says he needs me I still cared about him in a way it's just I no longer wanted to be in this unhealthy relationship with him so I actually went back and I have some screenshots of some of our conversations before um I did not use Henry's real name this podcast has been filled with fake names because I don't to give Henry's real name would to be to reveal the identity of friends of mine who I don't want, you know, his sister, for example, and I don't want that for him or her. So, um, out of respect for her, Henry's name is fake. Everyone's name used here is not their real name. And I just felt like I need to make that clear. So, um, here's a conversation between me and Henry at that time. This was May 6th, I believe, looking at my... April 6th, um, I said, um, you can call me what you want. Uh, call me every, call me every single way to say whore in the world. I'm done crying because of you. I'm not going to be tortured. I'm no longer allowing you to control any emotion or part of me. And he said, yeah, and what do you care how bad you fucked me up? You get to be happy and date other people. You got to explore your lust with me and leave me behind my fucking carcass and then blame me what the fuck is he talking about let's continue i said (laughs) how am i the lustful one when i asked for nothing sexual my head was being pushed into your lap he said yeah right you let it happen that's victim blaming you let it happen it's a two-way street victim blaming again i sensed what you craved and i gave it to you what the fuck are you talking about um I responded, that's a lie because I hate blowjobs. I don't anymore. Um, I hate gagging. 
I hate it. And I did it because you wanted me to. I didn't want to make you unhappy. He said, I felt that I wasn't everything you imagined me to be. All those things you crave and that you'd lose interest. So I did what I thought you wanted. What? I will say right now, I was in literal tears um, my first time, which is mentioned in the last podcast. I was underneath him actually sobbing. Um, so, and I've cried before, like during these activities that he's saying that I wanted. I just don't know anyone who cries. I mean, there are reasons people cry during sex that are totally non-related to this, but I, you know, in that moment, that wasn't why I was crying or if it was, you know, or if it, you know, if it was the reason I was crying, he should have at least like stopped you know to see what was wrong because there's tears coming out of my eyes during a moment that tears are not necessarily usual so I responded and I said I'm not gonna lie I care that I hurt you and I'm always gonna care about you no matter how much you hate me I'm going to care and I'm gonna want the best for you but the world is gonna punish you for all your wrongs and that includes the wrong you do to me and he said same to you and I'm really proud of myself because this is the first time that I stuck up for, well, I stuck up for myself a few times, but these are the moments where I was like, I really cannot go back because over and over again in the past, I would tell myself, he's an asshole. You can't talk to him anymore. And then I would because he knew exactly what to say to me. But in these moments, it just, I couldn't anymore. And so, yeah. Um, and then he sends text messages like this, which makes it so weird. He's like, to be honest, I still love you, and it makes me hate you so much. You don't love me. You want other people. You disregarded me, and you don't remember it. And then you went and got drunk after I reminded you, and you forgot again, and then dissed me. How do you expect me to react? I'm surprised I didn't go to jail that night. My heart was fucked, and I'm literally constantly in my death throes. I'm constantly dying. I just haven't died yet. Once again, that's the whole death threat thing. I'm going to kill myself, you know. Um, he's going to say, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't give two shits about your morality or your life or anything you fucking do. But that's not the point. Um, I'm just, I started dating someone else, which is when this got really, really bad. I started dating someone else and I was happy because I wasn't being forced to do anything when I said stop everything stopped which is how any relationship should be just saying and um for once I felt like someone genuinely cared and respected me and my boundaries and he didn't like that he didn't like that someone else was making me happy and so I was a whore I was a slut and mind you I'm pretty sure like weeks after we broke up I'm sure there's a text in here somewhere I'm just not going to search through it right now but he asked me if um I was already fucking someone else. He's like, not that I'm, not that it's any of my business. I'm just curious. I didn't. Ex- I don't expect you to wait this long after we broke up. Once again, I remind you, my first time wasn't entirely what I imagined it to be, and I wasn't. I was convinced I did not like sex. I was 100% convinced sex was terrible, and you know maybe I'm just one of those people where sex isn't enjoyable which happens and that's fine I thought I was one of those people I'm not but yeah so there was that another big chunk of what was going wrong with our relationship is I did try to break up with him before the whole I'm done I'm not coming back thing um but I put it politely I said I wanted to date other people 
and he constantly reminded me of that for some reason post breakup so here's some messages um I misdialed him I butt dialed on accident and he asked why I called him and I said I butt dialed he said cool and I said okay please don't blow up my phone because he was known to blow up my phone at this point point. and what did he do he blew up my phone he said then don't treat me like shit all I did was accidentally butt dial you but anyway He said, don't treat me like shit. You treat me like shit, so I reacted. You may be the better person, but I know why I did what I did. It may not have been justified, and I'm sorry it happened, but I know why it did, and that will haunt me forever. Images with you and other men haunt me all the time, but but they didn't start when we broke up. The images started long before that, when you told me you wanted to date other people. That was me trying to break up with you, but it didn't work because I'm too much of a coward to be like, oh, no, 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 this is a breakup, but whatever. I basically said, I want to date other people, but we can still talk. We can still be friends, but he took that as I wanted an open relationship, and I'm too much of an idiot to clarify that at the time, so yeah, Um, but basically... Um, we get down to it and I was like, if you're calling me a whore, I guess it's true. I'm a whore. Boom. You got what you wanted. He says, I cared about you. Maybe there is hate, but I hated you because every time we talked or I looked at you or I saw you with someone else, I saw you with another man because I knew it was going to happen. And you constantly reminded it, reminded me that it would. How? I don't understand. But, and then he said he was going to call me tonight, and I don't remember what that was about. I don't know if I actually let him call me or what. I hope not. But, um, yeah, I just, I told him, like, our whole relationship wasn't healthy. And I was like, I loved you every second I had you. I wanted to work through it all, but we just kept getting worse. So I ended it, which I, you know, that's what it was. Um, and he said, I know it's because I was angry, angry at myself for being an asshole and angry at you too. I'm sorry. I didn't do better. I just get so angry when I start to think it's all my fault. Once again, this is trying to guilt trip me. And that is some bullshit. Remember that boys and girls. Remember that word. That's the word of the day. Bullshit. (sighs) Um, I have no one, no one to tell me I'm right. No one to console me. I have zero amounts of people. I've been so alone this whole time. I don't talk to anyone about you. I know I should, but I don't. Um, the thing is, he really pushed me to believe that I was a terrible person for finding interest in someone else. And um, it's awful because it's not my fault for being happy with someone who treated me the way I should have been treated. I mean, that relationship had its own problems in and of itself, but besides the point of I didn't have someone the problem with the problem that led to the whole bullshit between me and Henry is that Henry was older and as I got older he constantly was like, You don't know what you're talking about because you're young. And anytime I tried to voice an issue with him, he was like, that's not really an issue. You're just blowing it up because you're young. Everything that happened was because I was younger. And everything that I did or said was because I was younger. And then it was like, don't go hang out with your friends. Talk to me instead. Like, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. I do want to hang out with my friends. He's like, you don't understand how important it is for us to communicate because you're young. But the thing is, When someone tries to keep you from hanging out with your friends, you need to leave. When someone blames your age or anything that's out of your control like that um, for the reasons that you're having problems, you need to leave. If anyone 
is trying to tell you that your problems are just in your head, you need to leave because that is an asshole. That is someone who is trying to control you, your life, and your relationship, and it's only going to get worse. You think, oh, you know, maybe this time we'll sit and we'll talk and it'll be okay and I'll go with my friends, you know, tomorrow the day after, but tomorrow the day after, he's going to want to talk again. Tomorrow the day after, he's going to want to, he's going to start an argument so that you're upset and your friends ask you what's wrong and you're just in a bad mood the whole night. Tomorrow the day after, he might ignore you all day as a punishment for not, um, doing what he wanted and that's complete bullshit so don't ignore those signs like I did because you'll be where I was which is miserable and depressed and unhappy and using every sort of outlet to get out of that place sorry I have to stop and start um through this recording just because reading some of these are really um it's kind of painful but it's okay um the problem with these text messages is that he's so wishy-washy and I wish I still had the voicemails to play for you but um I've gotten a new phone since all of that but here's one where he flips and it's very strange but basically he says you're the kindest person in the world that I have ever met you are one of the closest people to God without being religious I have ever seen you're the greatest woman I have ever met and you always you always will be for your radiant smile and the ridiculous amount of love you have in your heart. No matter how much you are hurt, you continue to love because hate isn't built into you. I hate to see you in pain and I know that's hypocritical. You have a beautiful life no matter what because you are beautiful. You just have met ugly people and trusted their opinions. I love you more than I love myself and I never truly knew what love was. You show me and I will spread your version of love to the people in my life because I look up to you. And then uh, he said, I don't need anything. I just want you to feel better. Please just feel better. And... This is conditioning. This is complimenting someone into a false security so that they will talk to you, so that they will feel comfortable with you, so that, you know, you can do whatever you want to do to them because you've given them this false sense of they do care. And um, I just said, okay. And then a few hours later, he said, uh, does it help you making me look pathetic? Is it just another reason to look down on me? Why did you just say my name like I'm a child? What do you think is going through my mind really? Do you think I'm just trying to get you back so I can fuck you? Do you think I'm just a dog? None of that. I hadn't said anything to him the rest of the day. So I don't know where that came from. Um, And then uh, uh, I said, oh my god. I was like, no, I'm just over you blowing up and then coming back to apologize. And then he responded with, I would give anything to have you back, but you're just too good for me. I've shown what I am and you don't, you don't need me. I know that. And yes, I am insecure. I know that too. I will never blow up on you again, which is a lie. I swear that on my life. So he should probably be dead, but I am far from a hard person and I never claim to be. You are my everything, and you're gone from my life. I'm just in so much pain, and I'm broken. I'm not great. I'm not strong. I'm in love and full of pain and regret. This is not love. It is, it's just, he said, you don't need to dedicate yourself to me. I just need you. I love you more than anything. I know that, and I don't need anyone to tell me that. I have no right to judge you. I was afraid. Um, and I just, this hurts me 
And this hurts me because it worked on me at that time. This, this is, he knew exactly what to say to get me to respond, of course. And I fucking did because I'm fucking stupid. And, um, he said, I'm sorry. And you will always be my everything. And I said, you don't know what love is. I don't know much about it either, but I know that I did love you and nothing would make me turn on you the way that you made me turn on you. And, uh, I told him this isn't love. The way you treat me isn't love. Um, but of course, you know, he blows my phone saying that he loves me and all this other stuff. And it's just, he also was pissed because I told my friends about this bullshit I was going through because I had to go to someone, um, and he was mad at me for that. He was mad at me for talking. If anyone is mad at you for turning to someone when you feel like you need help, run. Um, because they're dangerous. You shouldn't have to be isolated and alone for you to be in a relationship with someone. And you shouldn't have to be isolated and alone for you to be able to talk to someone. Now, we did end up meeting in person post-breakup to return some things. Um, I was on the phone with a friend the whole time and I had my pocket knife in my pocket just because of some of the things that he said was just so alarming that, um, I didn't feel very, we met in a public place, but at Barnes and Noble, um, because I was just not comfortable with, and we like took a walk and some shit and it was weird because this person who blew up on again, off again in my phone all of a sudden was this puppy dog who cried um when I gave him a shirt back and I was so confused because I was like this he's broken and in that moment I really did blame myself I really did feel like I broke this man um and (laughs) I I just felt so bad and then um so he's blowing up my phone again and my sister actually had my phone one night and she texted him and she said, oh my God, this is blank. I'm not going to use her name. And Nicole is working and I'm trying to use her phone and it's like you have lost your entire mind. Get over it and move on. Um. So she kind of blew up on him actually. Um. And she was like, she did not fight for you because why would you fight for something you do not want? Why are you embarrassing yourself? And he said, because that's what love is. Love is embarrassing and painful. If you're not willing to embarrass yourself, you're not in love. And then she responded, she doesn't love you and she's not going to anytime soon because that's not what love is. So... Yeah, and he said that is what love is, it's fighting forever. And I would like to comment on that. The thing is, we get fed this idea of love pretty often where love is fighting for what you want and love is walking into the wedding and announcing your love for this person and just, you know, just fighting and fighting and fighting. But you have to know when the limit is, you know? Love is not, love is not ruining someone else's happiness in claims of your own. If someone is happily getting married and they no longer have feelings for you, don't go in their wedding and ruin their day and proclaim your love to them. Love is maybe flying across the country to see that girlfriend that you've been dating long distance for a a while. That's fighting, you know, that's going for what you want. But ruining someone else's happiness in the name of love is not 
love. It's bullshit. And so it just, it's, yeah, hold on. I need a, and then we get to the nitty gritty of it all. So he emailed me a lot because I blocked him and emails are really easy to make. And so, um, basically he said, I don't do this to make myself feel better. I do it to make you feel like shit because you don't learn anything. You're fucking stupid. So it forces me to call you fucking stupid. You're a lying bitch. So I call you a lying bitch. You're a proud whore, a proud liar, a proud heartless fuck, a proud piece of shit. So these are just, (laughs) I don't care about your lies or opinions. Cheaters and liars will get called out. Um, so I care too much to watch you destroy. Oh, I think this is his coworker actually took his phone and was texting me on it. But the thing is, so I never cheated on him. I don't know why he thinks I did, but I broke up with him and about a month later, I started dating someone else. And Henry was convinced that I started dating him while we were dating because I had mentioned that I wanted to see other people. I did not, though. I didn't see other people. I kept him in mind, unfortunately. But he convinced himself that was a liar and a cheater. And he told all his coworkers and friends that. Oh, and then one night he threatened to kill himself and he didn't respond for hours. And I was very, very worried. And I had his roommate's phone number at the time, so I texted his roommate and asked him to check on him, sent him some screenshots, and his roommate blew up on me, basically was like, don't use me because you're a selfish bitch, don't try to convince me that he's the bad guy, I know about you, blah blah blah, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, I just asked you to make sure he was okay. Turns out they were sitting on the couch playing video games, he wasn't doing anything, so that's when I stopped worrying about that threat, but... I don't know what he told the people in his life, who I was or what I did, but I know I didn't cheat. I'm not that person. Um, I will be used for cheating given the previous two podcasts, but um, I have a loyalty thing. I'm not going to cheat. If I tell you I'm here, I'm here, period. So I remember being at my orientation for school and I get this text from this number And it tells me um, that I was tagged as a cheater and that for more information, I could go to this website. Well, it turns out he put my phone number on this like, she's a cheating bitch website, you know, like here, you guys attack her type shit. And luckily he uses the same password for everything. And at the time, like he gave me his passwords because I guess he thought I had a trust issue, but it was really just to try to convince me to give him my passwords, which I never did, but he used the same password for everything. So I logged on and I took my phone number off of there because what the fuck? And all this is happening before I turned 18. I wasn't even 18 yet. I'm 17 years old. You put a 17 year old girl's phone number on a players website you know that's it was like that's the website name something like that but I remember being so I was so pissed I was like what the fuck who does that um but oh this is this is his uh, roommate text message he said uh he's mad but he's not bad he told me how you talk to him you don't have to talk to him but you don't have to manipulate my view of him with false maturity handle your responsibilities what the fuck are you talking about? Um, 
Oh, and then he told me the next time that he sees me or hears me talking to anyone he knows or his family, he's going to fuck me up without reservation. Mind you, I was best friends with his sister at one point. So um, I said, I look forward to it. And he said, you'll be looking forward to a face full of concrete. I will crack your skull, bitch. And um, after that, I might as well kill myself too. So no need to worry about the con- consequences. So he really focused on that for a while. And mind you, like this abuse of his kind of went on for months. I mean, until my freshman year of high school or not, sorry, my freshman year of college, um, it went on for a while basically. And, um, but my freshman year of college and my boyfriend at the time did not know this because he was always bitching at me about, um, talking to Henry and, for good reason. And Henry Skypes me or something, right? And once again, crying and shit on my phone. Um, but he's apologizing, telling me how sorry he is, telling me he's never going to bother me again, which was a lie. And um, it was really fucking annoying. So after all of that, we had like this whole conversation. I wrote a poem about it too somewhere. But we had this whole conversation and I don't remember much of it. I blocked it out for obvious reasons but he really tried to play the victim he really tried to tell me that because I broke up with him I turned him into a bad guy and that's bullshit that's not how that's not how being a bad person works um being brokenhearted doesn't turn you into an asshole it just doesn't I'm sorry and so further on um we'll go down the road he ends up contacting me again he makes this habit of um using my family members names in order for me to add him on facebook which makes me hesitant to add my actual family on facebook anymore but um, i would add him and then he would message me and um the first time he did it he told me he had converted religions have you ever made a man convert religions don't think so but um he basically told me he um hated women men are superior hates the whites that's the religion he's in i forget the name of it but that's what he's doing he told me i was a slut for wearing pants he told me that he cares about me and that's why he was reaching out to me he wanted to save my soul before god comes down and um gives the humans what they're waiting for basically what we're earning in all this time and I was like, okay. He's like, the only way to save your soul is to read the Bible. And I said, okay, I will do that. And he's like, but wait, you need a man to read it to you. Pause. What? And so basically he was telling me that um, women cannot truly comprehend the advanced knowledge of the Bible. And that I need a man to sit me down and explain it to me to make sure that I really understood the consequences of my actions and um, the Bible and the sins that I've been going through so that I could truly understand why everything I was doing in my life was just so wrong. I said, okay. He offered to do it for me, of course. Oh, I should mention, in that video chat that we had, he told me about how he was seeking help. He was going to counseling and all this other stuff. I told him good for him. And he really said, like, yeah, so once I'm better, you know, we can get back together, blah, blah, blah. And I had to shut that down immediately. I was like, we're never <laughs> getting together again. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you called me a whore and a slut for months. He's like, yeah, but I'm getting help. He's like, I'm getting help for you so that I 
will be better for you. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. I was like, you know, I'm seeing someone else and you know that I'm happier without you in my life. He was not happy to hear that. So he cried, um, crocodile tears, but yeah, (laughs) it was a mess. I was very alarmed. Like you really thought that we were going to get back together. And that is not what I thought that video chat was going to be about. I don't know why I agreed to Skype him anyway. Um, I don't remember what that conversation was, but yeah, so he joins this religion and he moves away from his family and he doesn't talk to his mom anymore. And, you know, last time he talked to me, he added himself on my Facebook as my aunt. And then he basically told me that, um, he was getting married. That's what it was. He was getting married and he wanted me to come to the wedding for the ceremony, um, which is miles away from me, even if I did want to go, but we're not friends, which was confusing. Like he was really talking like, Hey, like, how are you? Oh my gosh. Like I'm getting married. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, and I talked to his sister, I talked to Addison and she had no idea that he was getting married. He didn't even mention that he was getting married. So it turns out he didn't invite his mom or his sister to the wedding, let alone tell them that he was getting married. And so, yeah, so now he spends his days, um, in this religion that, um, basically supports the abusive behaviors that he, um, presented in our relationship, which is so bad and so terrible. I'm so worried for the world because he's out there. And I, I know what you're thinking. Why wouldn't you go to the police? Why wouldn't you seek help? Why wouldn't you tell your mom? I did go to therapy for it a few times and the therapist said the same thing. My thing was... I could not tell my mom. I could not face her and tell her that I had kept this lie for so long. It just would break her heart that I felt like I couldn't trust her with something like that. And I felt so guilty about that. And then I wasn't like, I went to the police once and, you know, the officer was like, I mean, is he a real danger? Because he's not close to you anymore. I had moved for school. I was like, he's not nearby anymore. And I was like, are you serious? But basically, yeah. But the thing is, you get cops who are actually willing to help you and you get cops who aren't. And I just happened to get one who really wasn't interested in his job that day. And um, it hurt my feelings a lot. And so I just didn't go back for help again, which I probably should have done, but I didn't. And so, but the thing is, there's no way to, there's no way to prove that everything I said actually happened. Like, I have screenshots, I have text messages. How do we know that it was his text messages, you know? Like, how do we know it was him typing all that bullshit? How do we know this? How do we, you know, there's a lot of underlying factors, because I went into Googling it and everything, but because so much of this harassment happened online, it goes into this strange gray area, which... Instead of looking for help, I let myself fall into this really, really bad depression um, where I just felt like a weight was on my chest 24-7. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. And then I broke up with my boyfriend at the time, which didn't help. I mean, I don't blame anyone for anything like that, but it just, it broke my heart even more. And so... (laughs) It just all felt like too much at once, you know? And, um, yeah. So, that is my story. 
The last I have heard from Henry was last Christmas, not this past one, Christmas of 2017, where he invited me to his wedding. Um, He hasn't said anything to me as of late. Usually around now, he hits me up, but I'm hoping this is the end-all be-all. The problem, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I think about, I think about this relationship, quote-unquote, that I had every single day because it determines so much of who I am now because it happened during the most formative years of my life those are my early teens you know literally from the age 12 to 17 this guy had so much power over me and it's so terrifying to think of because I don't know where I feel comfortable with myself anymore and I don't trust a lot of people anymore and I even have a problem with like people touching me I don't like hugs I don't like you know like I (laughs) I don't like affection it makes me feel uncomfortable I remember dating the guy after Henry um I forget the nickname we gave him Michael I remember dating Michael and I was just I didn't like to hold hands I didn't like to cuddle and he really did and took a lot for me to get to that point and even like sex afterwards right of course I had sex after Henry but with Michael like it was a really long process and when it did happen it was amazing I didn't realize it could be amazing but the thing is like I was so miserable for so long because of one guy and I think of it all the time I'm still depressed I still have issues that I need to work through and I definitely need therapy I just can't afford it and um like after Henry I definitely cried during sex I've definitely had panic attacks during sex because there were limits where like there are moments that we'd be doing something and I would just flash back and I was like I can't breathe all of a sudden like all of a sudden I would see his face and I was just like get away from me and um but luckily the person I was with um at that time was really understanding and you know if I seemed like I was panicking or anything like that everything stopped and we would just hang out we would just cuddle and stuff and you know that was cool so yeah that is my story um I think I'm gonna wrap it up there there's not much else to tell if anything that I can remember at this moment um once again if you have any comments or anything like that hit me up at nicole the 20 year old at gmail.com and uh thanks for listening you didn't have to but you know thanks (laughs) see you guys next time